0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: Joining us right now to talk uh, things OJ Simpson. I actually have a couple of Hugh Freeze questions in there as well as <laughs> is, is Amy Dash, special legal correspondent. You can follow her on Twitter at Amy Dash TV. Amy, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thanks for having
1: me. So yesterday's decision, in your professional opinion, was it just to grant OJ parole?
0: I think he, he met the criteria, and there's very little discretion exercised. There's an allowance for discretion, but really, it's a point system. And the question is, would he be a danger to society if released? And so they go through 11 criteria, and he scores very low on these criteria.
1: So when you say, is he a danger to society when they're considering this, it's a tricky one because, yes, he was acquitted of the murders, but there isn't a single person who believes that he didn't commit the murders. Is that Can that be taken into account when they're making their decision?
0: No, absolutely not. Um, in fact, it goes in his favor because one of the criteria is, does he have a criminal record? And they said, No, he does not. So they have to take the jury verdict at face value, and they have to respect it. Another thing that they look at is how old he is. I guess there's a a prevailing thought that the older you are, the less dangerous you are. They look at whether he had gang affiliations in prison, which he does not. They look at whether he has alcohol uh, and substance abuse problems. There's a whole host of criteria that they're basically measuring... Uh, also, how did he behave in prison? He had no disciplinary write-ups when he got there. He said he was going to be the model inmate, and he was.
2: So, so Amy, apparently, Florida, where he lived prior to his arrest and incarceration, uh, they can reject his parole. Walk us through that.
0: In Florida, no. no, no. You know, he basically what happens is he will be paroled, and it's usually the way that it works is the states recognize another state's ruling. So I think that that's exactly what will happen. But there will be conditions upon his parole. So if he wants to go to Florida, of course, they have to go through this whole bureaucratic process and approve it. And once he gets there, he still has to answer to his parole officer's Um, in Las Vegas, or they may transfer the authority to Florida, but he's going to be supervised, and basically, if he wants to travel anywhere, he has to get it approved, and he's going to have all sorts of conditions on his parole. Since this event involved guns, I think it's pretty safe to assume that he's not going to be allowed to carry any weapons, and if he makes even the slightest violation, he could be put right back in prison.
3: And
1: the slightest violation, give us an example of how easily he could end up back in jail.
0: If he if he travels and doesn't ask his parole officer, hmm. um, and also if he commits any type of violation against the law.
1: Ge.O and Jones with Amy Dash, special legal correspondent across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I heard, though, he's allowed to drink and smoke weed, though, so I guess that's good news for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> I did read that this
0: morning. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he can be like trafficking drugs. Well,
2: no, well, there's
1: a there's, there's a big difference. Personal there. supply. <laughs> I mean, come on, I was
2: just trying to get it to the a house. Moder-
0: a moderate amount, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, uh, so the spectacle we witnessed yesterday, and a lot of different, not just sports uh, networks, uh, a lot of networks were covering this deal. Uh, is this usually how the, the the process works other than having one of the uh, members of the parole board wearing an NFL team's tie?
0: <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because he was already paroled on a bunch of the charges. So this was the second parole hearing. The first one took place four years ago in 2013 and nobody was there. Nobody paid attention to it. And I have to tell you that in that parole hearing He came off so much better than he did today. I mean, uh, yesterday, rather. He was a disaster yesterday. I mean, when you go before these parole boards, you want to tell them exactly what they want to hear. You want to show remorse. You want to take responsibility. And I don't know what he was spewing yesterday, but for like 10, 15 minutes... He's just denying and excusing and justifying. And then finally, at the end, I like to call it his game-saving touchdown. He says, I'm sorry, I'm a convict, and I should not have done this. I regret it. It wasn't worth it. And all of a sudden, he took responsibility. But if you watch his 2013 parole hearing, which is on YouTube, on the State of Nevada Parole Board YouTube page, he couldn't have come off more perfect. And I think it's because nobody was watching and he said all the right things and he just didn't feel the need to over explain himself.
1: I don't watch a lot of parole hearings. I don't think a lot (laughs) of people do. Uh, But this one came across to me, not just the OJ stuff and him not showing remorse until the end. But the way the whole thing was conducted didn't seem professional to me in the beginning. When the 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 one woman said that uh, he was ninety when she meant to say seventy, and they're yeah. yucking it up like crazy. Then OJ makes a joke, well, I could stay in Nevada, but I don't think you guys want me. Ha 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 ha! And everybody's yeah. laughing there. And then the pig with the pig with the chief's tie who's taking selfies. I mean, are most <laughs> parole hearings are, are they like a family barbecue like this one was <laughs> no, yesterday?
0: No, no, not at all. I was amazed. I was even surprised that one of the parole board members brought up the 95 acquittal because I don't think they're supposed to bring up any type of uh, case that he has not been convicted on. And what she said is that the parole board has received hundreds of letters, some in support, some in opposition, and many saying that he should be kept in prison because of the 95 acquittal, but she just wanted to assure him that that's not going to happen. But I think even bringing it up, even mentioning it, was totally out of line. And I think the whole media circus was inappropriate. It should have been conducted exactly like in 2013. They could have filmed it the way they did through their own agency and posted it online. And that would have been more fair. And I really think that he was either overexcited or performing, or finally this was the chance for him to tell the world his story, and he really wanted to explain his version of events, but uh, I was just shocked that his lawyer didn't tell him to shut up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, now, am I correct? One of the guys who testified in his defense was one of the victims that he was trying to recoup the uh, the items from, I believe, and he was wearing a Heisman shirt. Uh, even you know he's just as outlandish as the 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 parole board member that had the chiefs tie on how far did that go in helping OJ the fact that one of the so-called victims in this deal uh, was there to testify on his behalf
0: that was tremendous because that's very rare you hardly ever see people who are victims of crimes advocating for the person who committed the crime to be released. So I think that weighed in his favor. Um, they want to take into account the impact on the victim and whether the offender has made amends with the person and um, whether they've tried to address it, because that's closure for a lot of people, even if they can't erase the effects of the crime. And so I think that was very helpful, especially at the end when he's like, I got your back, juice, or whatever the heck he said about taking him home. And. Um, and, and the fact is that the other person that was the victim, he passed away. So there really was no opposition.
1: Gio and Jones with special legal correspondent Amy Dash on CBS Sports Radio. You know the law, you know the TV business. Do you believe that O.J. Simpson at some point is going to end up with a TV gig of some sort now that he is able to do so?
0: I have no idea, but what i've been saying to people is that he can't make any money and i don't think he wants to make any money because the goldman's are after him they have a judgment that's now grown to more than fifty million dollars and they will attach and have attached anything and everything that they can get their hands on Mm. because for them they don't feel that they've gotten justice uh, over the death of ron goldman Uh, obviously they believe he did it and so Um, This came up even with the memorabilia that was the subject of this robbery. They went after that as well, and they got their hands on it. They were entitled to sell it. What happened is that Fred Goldman would have had to pay O.J. Simpson the first $6,000 of any sale because of an exemption for family heirlooms under the law, and he just could not bring himself to write this check, so he ended up giving all the memorabilia back to O.J. So I don't think O.J. wants... You know, wants to be pursued by them. Will he get a TV deal? Probably not. But maybe he'll offer himself up as a free analyst mm. on your program, perhaps.
2: Uh Aww. no, no, no. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. We got, we got there. We got Bugatti. We got Bugatti Casino. We don't need OJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I see you're a big uh, UFC fan. I, I, I presume. I'm, yes. you're, I, 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 yeah, got I got a picture it, with...
0: actually for. for let's see, close to two years.
2: Okay, so, I, yeah, I just saw a picture of you with our boy uh, T. Wood.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I just kind of sort of fell into that because I was doing the whole legal analysis thing. And um, and some one of the fighters, Nick Diaz, had a suspension for marijuana. So someone told me to look into it. And I couldn't believe that he basically his career was going to be over because he was tested positive for a little bit of marijuana. So I made a big deal of it, and all of a sudden I was hired as the legal correspondent for this mixed martial arts show, which has since been canceled, unfortunately, but it had a nine-year run. But um, So all of a sudden I'm covering mixed martial arts, and I still haven't been to a a fight in person, and I didn't know anything about UFC, but surprisingly there was a lot of legal stuff going on.
1: I have to ask you a question about this Hugh Freeze story. I'm I'm not sure if you're overly familiar with it, but I'll give you some of the details. So there was a lawsuit brought against the former Ole Miss coach by the coach that preceded him and said that he was calling reporters and talking bad about him and saying that some of the nefarious things that were happening in the program were on the previous coach's watch when when they weren't. So there's a big lawsuit, and they looked into phone records of of Hugh Freeze and under the Freedom of Information Act. So my question to you is, let's say I sue Brian for something similar. Just because of the Freedom of Information Act and a lawsuit that may be frivolous that that I file, I can go through all of his phone records based on the Freedom of Information Act?
0: You know, that doesn't sound right to me unless there's some sort of a catch-all. But here's the thing. If this is made part of discovery, in some states there are something called open access laws where um, once it becomes part of a case and if one attorney has it and gives it to the other, you can get that. Now, here in New York, where I am, you cannot because the laws are more strict. So it would actually, you have to wait for the trial. And, and then anything that's admitted into the trial, you can get access to as a journalist. Um, and that's because a lot of times you're going through the discovery process and things are not admissible uh, for one reason or another. So, so I think that, could play into it but the laws are different in every state so some are more liberal and some are are stricter obviously
1: and once they started combing through the phone records they found phone calls not to journalists but rather escorts and this guy had to resign yesterday and it's just it's it's crazy it's it's yeah you know
0: well that i mean obviously that brings up this whole um age-old debate about whether your personal life and your professional life should be intertwined and whether you should be punished i mean it goes back to the whole bill clinton saga yeah. Does it matter what somebody's doing uh in their personal affairs?
2: And and as far as uh the Houston Nut ole Miss uh, lawsuit, his i think it hinges more on not necessarily defamation but uh violating a, a, a certain clause in that contract where neither party could talk about uh either party uh in, in a way uh, that was negative. And, and so, yeah, defamation is in there, but it's more so of violating that clause when Houston Nuts settled with the school after being fired.
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends then if they have evidence that he actually said, not just called this service, mm-hmm. but he, that he was actually saying things that were against them. I mean, I don't know how they would know that definitively. Maybe they would have some circumstantial testimony, but that could always be disputed, of course.
1: Amy, thanks for the time this morning. We learned a lot. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: Amy Dash, special legal correspondent. You can follow her on Twitter at amy dash TV. And I am uh, happy to hear that not all parole hearings are yeah. like that. <laughs> I kind of
2: had an idea. Everyone, OJ included, and the parole
1: board—they uh, were playing up to the cameras. Oh, without so. without a doubt. And I mean, I just. In a situation like that, and I don't want to sound like I'm going to get on a soapbox or say that I know for a fact that I would handle a situation differently, but I would hope that if it were my job to free someone from jail and this was a serious responsibility that I was given and I was hired to do, and then I found out that there were TV cameras that were going to be there, that I wouldn't at that point make it about me because this is my chance on television. Now, of course, we're loudmouth people that call attention to ourselves because we do a radio show. But if you're a parole board person right. and you're hired to make the critical decisions of should I let this convicted felon out of jail or not, and instead you're concerned about showing off your favorite team or taking a selfie inside the room to show up and then show up on a radio show, I mean, that person should not have a job yeah, there. Right. Yeah. And, and anybody who gives that guy time, and I won't even say his name but anybody who gives that guy time like that radio show in Kansas City i think it was 610 in Kansas right. City guy bob fesco and they're like oh he's a chiefs fan it's so cool i mean it's I not a, cool I, yeah. I have a little
2: self respect yeah. will you, you you got real world implications here this is not uh just about uh, your, your fandom for a particular team and and the parole board members should have more respect and and, and have a better barometer as far as his wardrobe and knowing that uh, th- this has huge implications on a person's
1: life. Yeah. He said when he was asked about this, too, that he was trying to keep the mood light. Oh, okay, thanks. Really? I mean, trying to keep the mood light? It's your responsibility to do that? Your job is to decide whether or not you should be free or not. That's your job. Your job is not to be the warm-up comedian for a parole board <laughs> hearing. <laughs> what a jerk. What a jerk. Yeah. I agree. I'd and then, agree. But in today's world, this guy is going to be uh, heralded, and he. The people were making the comparisons to, to Ken Bone yesterday. Remember Ken Bone, who was that that dude in the red sweater with the mustache yeah. who asked a question during the the debate with the presidential debate, the, yeah. the town right. hall debate, yeah. But, I mean, Ken Bone was just a a funny-looking dude. That's how he dresses all the time. And his last name was Bone, and that's funny. Right. And he asked a question. So, like, he became a celebrity, so now this guy's going to kind of become a celebrity. It's totally different. Yeah. And Ken Bone wasn't hired to do a job that should be taken seriously. And your job isn't as
2: a parole board member to to become famous or, or, or try to attract
1: attention to yourself. The job is to do your job. And the laughing of the, oh, you look good for 90 years old. Oh, come on. (laughs) And I I don't know how I would react in these situations, but I'm feeling if I just spent nine friggin' years in jail, that I would show up there. The last thing I'd want to do is laugh. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I'm with you. I'd be sitting there as quiet as a church mouse. Yes, sir. No, sir. If I, especially if I was convicted, and I was guilty. Well, I'm sorry, I blew it. Not if someone even laughs. If someone calls me 90 years old, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm Not 90 years old, 70 years old. Mm-hmm. But thank you. So, it's been a ha 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 ooh ooh God, that was made me want to puke yesterday. It was a spectacle.
2: That's why I didn't want to tune in. I guess I caught a little bit of it, and the the whole uh, I I've, I've represented this institution well, really. They're going to put you. They're going to have a hall of honor for the yeah, in right. Instead gonna, of, of, of uh, representing the institute, they're going to uh, uh, retire his <laughs> your, corrections your, your, your number. Corrections yeah. number nine zero two
1: four three nine goes up to the rafters. This number
2: will never ever be uh, used again. What a joke,
1: Geo <laughs> and Jones. We got a lot of stuff still. Hugh Freeze, OJ. We got some more quotes from Hugh. Yeah, we do. Oh, great, Tiffany. Oh Tiffany, that's right. Yep. Tiffany. Tiffany. I can't believe Oh, she's in
2: town, so we're not waking her up. She's not right. on the West
1: Coast. She's in town getting ready for the lizards. Tiffany. Well, she did the show already. Last oh, the show night. was show. Oh. Yeah. Post show Tiffany. So Tiffany. We can- we've got so much on this show. I Post- can't wait. Mortem. Keep yes. it right here. Check us
2: out on Facebook at Geo and Jones. Cause this is a big track, and you better have a big old engine that can get around this big old track. The brickyard for him. who's gonna kiss the bricks? That's what they do. Mikey B, after you win this race, Jimmy Johnson's gonna be a favorite. Brad Keselowski's gonna be a favorite. Hmm, your boy Joey Logano, I'm going. You with throw him. him in there a lot. I'm throwing it. No, I, like I don't it. throw in him a lot. He's a good damn driver. Okay, that's why I'm throwing him in. Well, there.
1: Keselowski's gonna win it. You think it's gonna be Keselowski? Yeah, I he's kissing the bricks. He's kissing the bricks. Mwah! Advanced Auto Parts introduces Speed Perks. Spend a hundred and get twenty dollars off your next. Qualified purchase, no cards to carry, no points to keep track of, no nonsense. No
2: vroom vroom today. That's a, that's a little different. Why?
1: Because Bogus has the other one?
2: <laughs> what do you mean he has the other one? For the last three years,
1: he's been playing that drop. Not Pete. I wasn't UP. No. So, damn. Yeah. Didn't know that. This whole time, I've been yelling at Pete to do it. Bogus has been doing it.
2: So, it's been a big joke on you, Brian. Why is it? It's not a joke. It's not funny. You're <laughs> like, I'm smiling. It's not fun. It's not, not funny. Am I, am, I, am I laughing? Don't joke with my NASCAR music. I thought those were good sounds, though. No? Play again. <laughs> Those are good, but there's a little lull there in between. I like Bogus' cut better, but that one can grow on me. Thank you, Pete. Andrew Borgish? Yeah, Borgish, too. And Brad <laughs> <Hayler>. <laughs> It's Brad Haler. It's an easy enough it's name. It's Hilaire, you're <laughs> mispronouncing. <laughs> Brad Hilaire? Yeah. Hilaire. Uh, Brad, you need to be nice to what I come in More, you, you should have some pleasantries and maybe you know, some eggs and crispy bacon or something. You oh, know, just say hello okay. and be nice. And, you know, I don't know what had you in a bad mood, but you should check that.
4: You said to him, "Oh hell no!" When you when you saw him, you hear something. I, I second. A break? I second that. You, I'm staying out of this one.
2: <laughs> Me too. About, about you to know why? Be, it's because, about to be Brad Ketchella. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: If I ever seem not a hundred percent happy to see you, it's because I'm getting ready to do
1: my other. Well, why don't you take station. your other somewhere else? Oh, because it's easier for him to do it out here. The stretchy thought he staying out of this. I'm sorry. I'm staying out of this. <laughs> Brad, go ahead. Answer the man. You could be the one that has a stapler lodged in your butt.
4: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Did you hear that story? No. <laughs> well, Brian threw a lot of office supplies at one of our well, employees. He uh, deserved it. <laughs> Uh, it was a tape dispenser, a stapler. Was it a hole puncher in there as well, or was it two staplers? Two staplers. Two staplers and... Oh, the second stapler is where I draw
4: the line. The first one, <laughs> was, he probably was warranted. And then he... <laughs> That's audio of it oh, right there.
1: Oh. Yep. Mm. Oh. And it's on our Twitter page. If you'd it's like to physical see it, right? around here every now and then. Yeah, and then he threw the tape dispenser, and I don't know if you knew, but inside the tape dispenser to weigh it down is sand, and it broke, and all of a sudden we had like a little uh, beach volleyball court. Out in the newsroom. So
2: that sounds like fun.
1: That's why the stapler in your butt reference was made. Because uh it's a possibility around here if you, you tweak the big guy just enough. Tell you what, you liven up that newsroom
4: a little bit with something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think our
2: newsroom is live enough for you? <laughs> Uh, it's the, not good as enough the for you. Gets pulled out of the I studio. guess 1010 Win. They got yeah, a what party they doing do over there? On, right, the you got you got a pinata in yeah. there or something? What's up? What's I, going every,
4: on?
1: Everybody's no. Everybody's casting? just
4: doing their work. Everybody's at their well, little cubicle workplace. doing their own thing. What are they supposed thing. to be doing? I, yeah. What do you guys against a our jig? Jig? newsroom? Want me to huh? dance for you? Yeah. What do you think this
1: is, man? Coming here and insult our newsroom. Want me to amuse you? Yeah. What do you want the black guy to dance for you? Is that what it is, Brett? You know what? This took a turn. This took a turn. I can't believe it. Do your Brad. damn update. <laughs> I mean, how about that? Brad came in here and said, "Dance, boy," just yeah, like Conor McGregor yeah. did. It's amazing. Get you know? Conor. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I yes. amuse you. Yeah, amuse you. Just Tell do your update before you make it work. I right. make you right, laugh. How about I'm, you
2: make this update entertaining?
4: Okay, yeah, right. I'm going to start with the shakeup in the SEC. That's all you got. That's what I'm going to start with. I'm not going to give away the rest of it. <laughs> You <laughs> wouldn't need me if I gave it away. Right. Well, come on. you
2: Freeze would.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: uh. All right. Ole Miss head uh, coach uh, Hugh Freeze resigned after the school's investigation into a call to an escort service. Here is Ole Miss
2: athletic director Ross Bjork. So we proactively looked into the rest of his phone records. In our analysis, we discovered a pattern of conduct that is not consistent with our expectations as the leader of our football program. As of yesterday, there appeared to be a concerning
4: pattern. The Ole Miss had publicly supported Freeze through an NCAA investigation that resulted in a postseason ban for 2017. Assistant coach Matt Luke has been named the interim coach. O.J. Simpson on the front page of all the papers, at least here in New York, now that he's been granted parole, a unanimous vote by the four-member board. Simpson has served almost nine years in prison for an armed robbery conviction. He's eligible to be released on October 1st. Major League Baseball, the Dodgers' 11-game winning streak is over. Driven, left field and deep toward the corner, chasing Taylor at the wall. It is gone! Kurt Suzuki with a two-run home run. And it's five to one Braves. Jim Powell, Braves Radio Network on the call there. Braves cooled off the Dodgers. Six to three in LA. The Dodgers still lead in the NL West by ten and a half games. They lead the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Arizona got two home runs, six RBIs from Jake Lamb and a route of the Reds. The Brewers leading the NL Central down to one game on the Cubs. It's three on the Pirates after they were swept in Pittsburgh. Four to two the final on Thursday, the Royals are their best offensive showing of the season. 19 hits in a 16-4 route of the Tigers. Orioles won their fourth in a row. They beat the Rangers 9-7. The late games, Yankees topped the Mariners in Seattle 4-1. Padres beat the Giants 5-2. Update on round two at the British Open. Three-way tie for the lead. Matt Kuchar, Jordan Spieth, and Brooks Kepka are all at five under par. And from the NFL, the Panthers releasing offensive lineman Michael Orr. Gentlemen.
1: Pits All right, for Brad. Ole Miss, just keep on coming. Yeah, I know. And the blind side was on last yeah. night, you said. There, right. There that, that was no way that was a, wasn't a coincidence. Or it, a, it was, it a, was co- a coincidence. Yeah, there's no way that was a coincidence. Right. That's right. I could
2: speak. It was a coincidence. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the blind side was on. Brad, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you bring bringing us down, dog. Yeah, seriously. Man, Can't I I wait say. to come back in
1: 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. You have a sponsor for that update? No comment. All right. <laughs> uh, a couple people tweeted us about that Freedom of Information Act. Yes. Question I had for Amy Dash, mm-hmm. where I just found it weird that someone could sue someone else for something and then all of a sudden you could be able to look at all their phone records. Mm-hmm. But a couple people tweeted the same thing, and it makes sense. Mike Dingman and John Brandio both tweeted us at Gio and Jones on Twitter, Gio and Jones. If the phone was paid for by a public university, that would make it subject to the Freedom of Information Act, whereas a private phone would not. And the Hugh Freeze phone calls to the escorts were made on the university phone, which is just even more unbelievable than the story itself. And How was he not aware of that?
2: Why would you do that on your your work phone when you have a private phone? Uh, Just make... No sense whatsoever. Well, maybe he got carried away. and uh, Or maybe he, he was just bullheaded and didn't think he would ever get
1: caught. Well, that's what I think. But this one's more interesting, though, because when you have like Rick Pitino, and we talked about that thing, and I firmly believe that he knew what was happening there at Louisville and some of these things that you see these guys get wrapped up in, you're like, how could you possibly think you'd get away with that? Mm-hmm. Is because they get away with everything. These guys, and they have for years and years and years. However, Ole Miss was in a very sensitive place while this was going on. They were under investigation. Hugh Freeze was feeling the heat from all angles, and he still did this. So he must have just lost his mind at some point and wasn't thinking and just did something really stupid. And there's a lot of people in the – you look at human history and men – and decisions that they make when it comes to sex, yeah. it could be the downfall of their entire lives. Yeah, it, it's undefeated, and and once again,
2: uh, we, we are made uh, uh, made. Uh, it's made abundantly clear that that's the case. So, uh, Hugh Freeze just misstep after misstep, and then trying to cover that with all this this faith and and and, and uh, being so out front with his religion uh, compounds the problem and, and makes him look more even more like a
1: jerk. Yes, even more. like Not like a jerk, but even more yeah. like a jerk. Uh, there was a viral video yesterday that I couldn't get enough of, even though this <laughs> man should be in jail, and yes, I'm not sure. Uh, so there's a Florida man, and there's a Twitter account called Florida man. because What is up with Florida? Because I don't All know. All the
2: crazy stuff people
1: do there. But there's so many people in Florida that do crazy yeah. stuff. So this guy sees a couple of... AT&T work trucks outside of his house. They're doing some work on the phone lines. And he doesn't like the fact that these trucks are outside of his house. So he goes out with a revolver and shoots the tires out of the truck. Bang! Bang! And then the video with sound on it has one of the AT&T employees calling 911. You could also hear the bang of the gun and then the tsss of the tire air coming out. That was a big ass re- revolver he had. That gun right. was huge. Like Dirty Harry out there. <laughs> right, he was. And then he was shooting at the engines yes. of these trucks too. <laughs> so it but he it got was, good to him. Like Richard Pryor said, I'm going to shoot something else. <laughs> <laughs> it it really was unbelievable. But uh the video was out there. It went viral. It's one of those things that would not be nearly as fun and as interesting of a story as if there wasn't video uh but yeah 357 revolver uh Mm. in uh Hialeah Florida so I'm trying to get the guy's name but I guess it doesn't matter all that much but one of his neighbors said he's an impeccable man
2: yeah with a gun. Right. It's <laughs> when impeccable. He, when man. he's toting, yes, he is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I'm on. shocked
1: by this because he's an impeccable man. <laughs> Older dude, too.
2: 60-something. I think 64 and just annoyed with these trucks. But, man, you know they're not going to be there forever. They're getting... Having work done on the, the, the phone lines, just let them do their work. Or, or turn your TV up or something. Or, or go for a ride.
1: Yeah, seriously. Or, get, get out of the, the neighborhood for, for a few hours. I mean, this isn't like a party next door. Yeah, I mean, these are people doing their job during the day on a Thursday afternoon. Where well, not everybody's home, by the way. He's retired. His name is Jorge Jove. And he's a 64-year-old retired firefighter who lives in Hialeah. <laughs> uh, so, and the, the, how calmly. I mean, and. What scares me is when he shoots the first tire out and he starts walking around the other side of the truck, he looks over at the guy filming him and just doesn't even care. Mm -hmm. Just so calmly, like, (laughs) this is what I'm doing. Now, if you're that guy who's filming this, aren't you, like, soiling yourself? Yeah, right. You you have to be afraid, especially if he looks over at you and he's just
2: nonchalantly... Uh, goes back to doing what he was doing. So uh, I guess you feel a little safer and secure at, at knowing that he, he's noticed you, but yet he didn't uh, pull up his uh, revolver and point it towards you. Uh, he, he went back to the ire uh, of his uh, uh, his consternation, which were the, the, the trucks, the tires, the engine. Wow, it just just...
1: Keeps happening in Florida. Some crazy folks. Yeah, I mean, and this guy clearly just screw loose. Just totally lost. Something happened. Maybe he had a rough day. He's just been losing it. And by the way, just a, a note to Jorge Jove. If you want a truck to leave Thank the you. area outside of Thank your house, you. don't shoot its tires Yeah, right. Because now or it's going to stay engine. there Yeah, it's going to be there for a minute. I mean, maybe yeah. you just wanted them to stay. Maybe maybe <laughs> we got this thing all wrong. <laughs> but they've been waiting for these trucks to come, and I don't want you guys to leave. <laughs> What was his bail, like
2: 30 some 1000 dollars, which he posted? But now he's charged with assault, with a deadly weapon, even though he didn't point the gun at, at any of the workers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, this is not something you should be able to get away with. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what the punishment's going to be, but this is not something you should be able to get away with. All right. We want to hear from you. We've got so much happening. Hugh Freeze, your thoughts on that. We took some good calls on that earlier. We're opening up the lines. They're wide open. Uh, the escort Hugh Freeze story and where Ole Miss goes from here. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. And also OJ Simpson. When you watched that parole hearing yesterday, what were you thinking? Should he have been granted parole? Eight five five two one two four CBS. We're coming right back. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new
0: podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: We had legal correspondent Amy Dash on. I found it fascinating that she brought up that OJ probably doesn't want to make a lot of money because you just have to give it right to Ron Goldman. Mm-hmm. Now, he still has his pension.
2: That was uh, has been the case where they, they, no one could touch that. He has his NFL pension. It's almost
1: so. $900,000, I think. Is it his pension? Yeah, that's what someone what? tweeted. I almost... NFL? Yeah. What? I think it might no be. No way. Yeah.
2: Wow. Damn.
1: I mean, Go it makes him. sense, doesn't no, it? No, it
2: doesn't make sense. The NFL is one of the worst pensions. It's better now, but uh, it has one of the worst of all the major sports leagues. Let's see. It's amazing yeah. if it's $900,000. And he was retired under different rules than, than I did and others did. So that, that I, I would be shocked if it if it's, uh, it even approaches $900,000. I mean, 600000 Really?
1: Based on 57 months in jail after his 65th birthday, that's 602000 oh, okay. $602,205. So that's
2: what he will... Recoup, or that's that's the interest for not collecting it all these years
1: that he yeah. was incarcerated. If he waited until sixty-five, he just turned seventy, right? He would collect two point six nine times four hundred twenty-three thousand uh, dollars. That oh, would wow. make his pension ten thousand five hundred sixty-five a month. So, based on fifty-seven months in jail after his sixty-fifth birthday, at six hundred yeah. two thousand two hundred five. Wow. So, not quite nine hundred, but. Right. More than enough for him to live on. Uh, than uh, down
2: there in Florida, and keep his head low, and 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 just stay out of trouble.
1: Yeah, which I don't know if he can help himself. Sometimes, though, I mean, I don't know about the staying out of trouble thing. Well, that that remains to be seen. But is he really? You saw him yesterday. Yeah. You heard Still a him. Ham. You heard him yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I I really don't think that he's going to be able to stay away from the spotlight and remember this is a guy to you know this is a guy who before he went into that whole hotel room and the threatening and what got him in trouble for this this is someone who was just about to do a tv special called if i committed the murders this is how i would have done it well hopefully nine years of of lost freedom
2: has uh, given him a Better idea of how to behave once he he's released and uh yeah that was misguided just as was the 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 thought and the action of going to that hotel to retrieve stolen property man uh you have your freedom what's more valuable than that a, a few items uh, a, a, a few uh, you know things that you amass as a player why would that carry as much weight? or even more weight than your freedom. So nine years of, of, of incarceration would allow you to reflect on your past behavior, you would think, and then you'd
1: come out uh, being much wiser than you were going in. I guess you could look at it both ways. You could say on one hand the scare that he had going to jail for the rest of his life if he had been convicted of the murders, that he would have come out of that saying, man, I really got away with this. I got to be careful now. You could look at it like that, or mm-hmm. he or he could have said, oh, my goodness, I can get away with anything. So I, I, it seems like the latter is the thing that he ended up saying to himself, like, oh, I can get away with anything. Incredible. 855 212 cbs For Matt in Buffalo on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Matt?
3: Fellas, how you guys doing this morning? Good, Good Matt. Morning. How about you? Good. Uh, I wanted to make a comment real quick specifically to Brian, but just I just wanted to touch on something. Obviously, I'm from Buffalo, so OJ... You know, we we take that a little bit, you know, personal up here. And I also was in prison for 12 years. So, like I was just telling your producer when I was on the phone, um, I think with OJ winning the way that he won, I think it's almost it's empowering. It's not serious until you do have your freedom taken from you. And although OJ was incarcerated through that entire trial process, it's empowering to win. And I think his arrogance, coupled with his celebrity, coupled with his past, there was no way that OJ was just going to come out, win that trial and go away and, and, and be a normal person. that was under the radar. That just wasn't his, that wasn't his thing. And I would think now after having had his freedom snatched from him and now he's getting it back, I think you'll probably see a much different person because there's no way you can go through an experience like that and not be uh, a changed man or, or a changed woman. Um, it just, There's no way that he's going to come out and be the same person. I would hope for his sake and for his family's sake that, you know, he appreciates the time that he has left. He appreciates his freedom, you know, and he does the right thing moving forward on every level. Forget these stupid books and and television shows. If I could have done it, I would have done it this way. I mean, that's just, that's foolishness. Uh, OJ can probably do a press tour for the next year to 18 months, tell a completely different story and, get some people who maybe look at him in a very negative light to say, wow, this is a change, man, and, and, you know, let's wish him the best moving forward. But having said that, I don't want to bring everything down. I just wanted to tell you guys, like I said, I was gone. I was gone for 12 years. I listened to a national uh radio show and television show every morning, like a lot of sports junkies do that are incarcerated. And it wasn't until I came home and found you guys you know, that I actually had something that I liked and that I loved. And I don't tell you guys this, you know, lightly. I listen to you guys every day from the moment I get up until you go off. And I get a ton of enjoyment out of you guys. I think you guys are hilarious. I think you guys are are insightful. You have good guests. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to listen to you guys.
1: Matt, thank yeah. you. That really makes us feel like a million bucks, trust me. But because... I just
3: want to say one thing, Greg, one thing to Brian. Brian, sure. you were a Division One athlete. mm you know what goes on at these colleges. Whatever Hugh Freeze is doing is nothing. In co- Escorts is nothing. What about the what about the group of little girls, young young college girls they get for when these recruits come in to entice them? We know what goes on with the parties and all that stuff. I mean, for Hugh Freeze to be calling escort service, that's really that's minor in comparison to what's really going on on these campuses. Come on now, Brian. Matt,
2: you should know this now. You were away for twelve years. You never rat on your friends, and you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you guys later. All right. <laughs> Thanks,
1: man. Thanks, man. Yeah. I know nothing. Right. Nothing. But there's also... You know, nothing. There, I mean, there's a difference here, what's going on. I mean, they're, they're really... Yeah, there's,
2: this is... This,
1: yeah, there's, tell them the difference, G. Well, all right. You really want me to break this down? Break it down. Well, I think that... <laughs> see the difference is hurry up clock and go to break <laughs> <laughs> all right just because something else bad is going on doesn't mean that he should be able to get away with what right. he's doing bad yeah. is that a better way to just say it?
2: i'm doing bad things on on sixth street down in austin doesn't mean i'm also putting out tweets from jesus
1: yeah and then the whole the whole being a
2: hypocrite the
1: whole jesus thing is another side of this and the the hypocrisy but also things
2: go on in college
1: and it's also not illegal though too it's not illegal to go on a recruiting trip and then someone there would like to have a little fun with you and you do and then you end up going there because of it it is illegal in this country to call up an escort and and pay for sex so there's 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 a difference there yeah true there's your difference
2: Hugh Freeze should have gone to see our buddy out in Vegas. What's his name, Mikey? Dennis Hoff. Dennis. Dennis Hoff
1: yeah. of the Bunny Ranch. Should have gone see Dennis. Yeah. Could he have? He would still have been fired if he was caught at the Bunny Ranch, well, I Don't think. get caught. Well, Use a disguise or is, something. He used a university-issued phone What's your name, several times to get hookers. you tell telling me he wouldn't have gotten caught? My name, Henry Cole. Coming up next, we'll go through this Hugh Freeze story again. Want to get your thoughts on it, 855-212-4CBS. Lines are open. We're talking to you on Geo and Jones, CBS Sports Radio.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G
2: network.